Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, you're going to meet a mom who suffered tremendous loss, but she turned her pain into purpose. Her inspiring story just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, every parent's worst nightmare is losing a child, and to lose a child in a violent way is just horrific. Uh, my next guest is Adina Payton. She uh, has turned her pain into purpose. She's going to tell us her story, and you're with Grammy. That's getting real about mental illness. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Jan. Absolutely. Well, share the story of your son. Well... My son and I, uh, I've been in recovery, and he was about 10 years old when I finally got um, into recovery. And so he had a lot of problems with drugs and alcohol. And toward the end of his life, it had turned into um, a mental illness, like schizophrenia, and uh, he's very paranoid. And so um, the night of November 16th, um, he had been manic all day long, and I told him he was gonna to have to leave, and he went down the street and crawled up on top of the Ted's barbecue, and a three and a half hour standoff occurred with um, the local law enforcement, um, and they were able to negotiate him down um, for cigarettes, and um, something went wrong, and, it, and he ran, and um, ultimately was shot um, 16 times and, and died that night. Horrible, horrible. We're gonna push pause on that for one second because there is a sizzle reel, if you will, that uh, uh, Adina has created. Let's go ahead and roll that. Today about the man involved in a deadly standoff with Huntsville police overnight. Family members identify the gunman on the roof of a Five Points restaurant as 41-year-old Bradley Pugh. And Huntsville police tell us the man was killed after pointing a gun at officers and then running away from the scene. Bradley Pugh's family tells us he was battling some demons. I wonder as a society and community what we can avoid, do to avoid this tragedy in the future. The headlines are full of this, but I never thought it would come to me. I really didn't. I would like to ask the council to please get, give consideration funds attention to the police department. The negotiation team talked him off the roof. They were excellent, but then something happened. But let's please let this be our avenue of change. I will work with you, with the council, with whoever you've put together. With our help and resources, we can change this as a community. Please don't let this go by. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you again, Ms. Payton. There were a lot of people in the beginning journey, but once Grammy came into effect, you know, Rex Reynolds was key. 
Uh, Don Webster has been a big champion of um, Grammy because in the beginning, it wasn't popular to jump in on Grammy. It just wasn't. And Don Webster took a chance with that. And then right after that, uh, Deputy Sheriff Tim Ward, and he has helped Grammy legitimize and take some of the fear and stigma away from the way law enforcement views us. But in one year, because Tim started working with us, then Sheriff Turner embraced us, um, and then, you know, slowly but surely, we start, you know, one officer at a time, I will go and I will meet them and tell them who I am and try to let them know that there is help. And as I've come to know more and more law enforcement, they'll share with me all the trauma that they see. And they process it with each other like peer support. But for them to be able to go somewhere nobody knows they're going, uh, and we pay for it, and nobody know, really knows anything about what they're doing, that's freedom. But what would really be good is to see it spread to other cities in Alabama and then see it go nationwide. So we've tried to um, set up a template that any city in the country can duplicate because now there's legislation magically coming out for PTSD for first responders. So it doesn't matter to me where they get help, but it's, it's gonna be funded at a federal level. And I just hope that Grammy is a part of that. And locally, we're meeting a need for people just to not be ashamed anymore and have somewhere they can go and talk about it. I wish I could have just figured out that if I was just myself, right, and didn't try to like be a bunch of other stuff, I would have been just fine. Wow, such a, an inspiring story. Let's talk more about first responders because, you know, they're supposed to be Superman or Wonder Woman and they're supposed to kind of stuff down any fear or, uh, you know, anything, demons that they're wrestling with. Uh, many officers never get help, do they? No, they really don't. And um, as a retiree from the Department of Defense, I have worked with military my whole career and that was a problem in the military if they admitted that they had some mental health issues, they have to um, you know, pull them from their job. And so for a long time, I was trying to fight for uh, transparency and accountability. But then one day sitting in a red light, God just changed my perception. And I could see those first responders. I could see Brad's death through their eyes. And it, I realized that I can't solve the problem of mental health or mental illness, but I can capture the numbers of first responders and try to get them help without anybody knowing about it. Sure, and I love it that you've turned um, all of this pain into something powerful. Uh, but for so many time, for so many uh, months, uh, you were fighting City Hall, and I found a video that was done by a local news station there in Huntsville. Uh, about two years ago. Let's go ahead and roll that. One Huntsville mother says she's still seeking answers after her son was killed by police. She is calling for police to change how they handle people experiencing a mental health crisis. Our Kenesha Dees has more details on the cause and the city's response. 
This billboard on Bob Wallace Avenue and Memorial Parkway is to bring awareness to people suffering with mental illness and in hopes of bringing about police reform. My son is gone. This is not just for Brad Pugh, it's for all of us. Adina Payton says people have reached out to her since her son's case has gained recognition. Oh my God, I've seen you on TV. Please protect our children. My son is bipolar and he acts out. Pugh was killed last November by Huntsville police after a four hour long standoff. Huntsville police say when Pugh got off the roof, he started running toward a neighborhood with a gun and turned and pointed the gun at officers. Payton says he had mental illness and a problem with drug addiction and his pistol was unloaded. The Huntsville Police Internal Review Board determined officers actions were within departmental policy and the Madison County DA say it was quote justified under the law. Peyton says she's been working with the Huntsville City Council to seek change in how police handle mental health crisis calls. To be able to integrate police and mental health is going to take a lot of work and a lot of integration. In addition to this, Peyton is calling for the body camera video to be released to the public and says only partial video was shown. I would like to see all of the body cam for what happened on the roof. Who made the decision? Was there a decision made for the plan that, that was enacted? We reached out to the city of Huntsville and they issued a statement that said in part, quote, the review of relevant video included body camera, car camera, and security camera footage of what happened that night, end quote. The city adds, quote, Ms. Payton understandably chose to leave the room and not personally view the video, but her attorney and a friend stayed to watch, end quote. And, quote, for a number of reasons, including the privacy interests of Mr. Pew's entire family, the city respectfully declines to make the video available to the general public, end quote. Putting the Valley first, Kenesha Dees, WZDX News. And I'm, I'm glad we ran that video because that's you two years ago. That was the very first news conference you held, and you could tell it was very much us versus mm -hmm. them. How is the city of Huntsville responding now that you've um, you really devoted your efforts to helping um, law enforcement? Well, it's really been a miracle because I fought as hard as I could. And then I had a former student who lives here in Dallas fly to my home and tell me that I needed to let go or needed to, I'd done all that I could do. And so I um, went to a local judge and I proposed a plan to him about helping first responders and how I might be able to start a nonprofit and raise money to help the people that are helping us. Because we have police on the beat, we have firemen that are seeing horrific things on a daily basis, ambulance drivers. We sent our first, well actually, let me not get ahead of myself. So when I started the nonprofit, my former student in, from Africa did the logo for me in Africa, and I decided just sitting there you know, going through acronyms, we need to get real about mental illness because it's killing us. And I thought, getting real about mental illness, Grammy, that's what it's supposed to be. And then um, the dragonfly is just, was because that's what people called me. And it's a resilient little thing. And so once I started the nonprofit, I worked through the legal system with the judge and he said, you know, it's not just law enforcement, it's firemen, uh, 911 call center people, 
And so our goal, as we said, and I developed a board out of nothing, because I didn't really have any friends at that point, is we wanted to destigmatize mental illness. Yes. Now that happens by me and you talking about this. It happens by events that we put on. It happens every time somebody is mentioning it, like alcoholism used to be. But then our second thing that I felt very strongly about was getting the police officers more training on crisis intervention mm. because that protects the police. And with mental illness on the rise, their normal police training doesn't include crisis intervention. So that has totally changed in the city of Huntsville. I'm very proud of them for that. And once we started our nonprofit and I was able to lower the fear factor we have sent two law enforcement to the International Crisis Intervention Training in Detroit. We also paid for them to get a certification to come back and train the trainer. And we sent our very first first responder to private mental health help. Wow, okay, help me understand this. So uh, if an officer is struggling with something, they could reach out to you and get help without necessarily letting the department know that they're, you're struggling? It's even more private than that. What I tried to do when I designed the system was have it coded so that even my organization would not know who was being sought. But with the um, mental health providers, it would be trying to get them to redo their system. So the only people that know would be him or her, whoever made the appointment, and my treasurer that paid the bill. Mm. They don't even have to call anybody. They just go to a, a fully licensed mental health provider and send us the bill. Wow, that is really That's cool. great. Um, Adina, I, I applaud you for everything that you're doing and, and, and turning all of this, you know, uh, just pain into something that is helping humanity. I mean, I, I applaud you for that because not, not, not every person who goes through something this horrific can, can heal the way I, I assume this is allowing you to heal. Well, the, the fight helped because I was into action. Um, and now that, you know, now I'm um, briefing the county commissioner, speaker of the house, you know, now that people are seeing what we're about, it's really starting to take off. But I feel like this should be a national program because I did a lot of investigation and we're the first ones that ever did that. No kidding. And, and not to be like all the football players, but the Lord really did tell me, you need to fight. You need to, you know, and I did. I really did do a lot of um, justice work. And then I, re I surrendered that and realized that I need to put that energy into, I've got a lot of energy. So put it into um, letting people know you're not alone. You can talk about this um, because that's what happens. Even those of us that are, with a career, we're doing fine, and then something happens. We get sick, we lose a loved one, we lay in the bed too long, and we're in the dark. Mm. So if, if it's not something we're ashamed of, we're gonna come closer to talking about it. I love it, okay, we only have a couple minutes left, so final thoughts, well, why don't you look right into the viewer's eyes and, and talk about how they can get involved. Okay, well, with my organization, which is called Grammy, Getting Real About Mental Illness, our website is grammyus.org, and you can read about what we're doing. You can uh, 
donate to the program because our money goes directly back into the first responders um, with their training or with their um, mental health appointments. And if you're interested in bringing this to your city, please contact me. My uh, email is, is on the website and I would be happy to work with you and set that up for you so that we can bring this to your city also. Outstanding. We're going to leave with the website, which again is GrammyUS.org. Adina Payton, thanks for sharing your story. Thank you. You bet. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.